welcome to A Ghost Stories. I'm Gabby. And I'm Kim. Uh, we are a part of A Ghost, Advanced Ghost Hunters of Seattle, Tacoma. And we are here to share tales of our and others, firsthand paranormal experiences that bring us back again and again to share our evidence. We want to welcome you back to part two of Interview with the Ghosts, <coughs> co-owners, <coughs> Um, of Spooked in Seattle for their first-hand accounts of the unexplained on Cherry and First in Pioneer Square. Ooh. Those were actual ghosts right there. It's we, a real ghost. We caught them. We got them. We got them. Uh, who are you going to call? Kim and Gabby. Kim and Gabby! Woo! Uh, with us are the very patient Mark Simpson and Ross Allison, who are co-owners of Spooked in Seattle. Uh, Spooked in Seattle is one of the original buildings built after the Great Seattle Fire, built in 1889. Long that, time ago. That's For Seattle, that's old. That's old. She that's old. real old. Uh, and Spooked in Seattle is, of course, located on the original first floor in the Seattle Underground, which is part of why it is so delightfully haunted uh it is also home to seattle's only death museum yeah as well as offering ghost tours and true crime tours you can come and see yours truly do a tour or two or three or 20 depending on the day of the week yes because kim is actually uh one of the tour guides i am a tour guide guide that is how we say it when we introduce ourselves and if you want to get a sneak peek to the death museum check out our instagram at a ghost stories a plug all right and we actually welcomed an additional guest today hi mark hello how's it going okay how are you good we're really excited to have mark here as well do you want to speak a little bit to your relation to the business um, well, I own it with Ross. Yes. And. And what do you do here? Everything. All the <laughs> Everything. Been, pretty pretty much. Except yeah. <laughs> do tours. I used to do tours. I don't do the tours anymore. So you you are like the ducks paddling feet under the pond. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> I love it. Pretty much. Very yeah. cool. So, how long have you guys been running Spooked? Uh, well, Ross started the tours back in two thousand four. Okay. And then I came on board in uh, 2009 so I've been doing it for 10 I've been involved for 10 years Um, and that was as a tour guide because he was going on he used to do a tour well I guess he had a couple tour guides but at that time he was the only one doing the tours Mm -hmm. and uh, he was going off on his lecture tour it was around September October and uh, I was unemployed at the time and I'd gotten laid off from my job and uh, so he needed somebody to do tours while he was out of town so I um, figured yeah no Okay, I'll do it. You know, he it's, regrets it, but yeah. Well, <laughs> some days, I, some days I do, but uh, you know, it was I needed money, so it's like okay, I'll do it, and then it just kind of took off from there. And then he, uh, that was when we were doing the waterfront tour out of the Curiosity Shop, yeah. and then uh, he he started working on the uh, Pioneer Square tour. So um, cool. that's really when I came on board, and uh, it just kind of evolved from there. Nice. Yeah. Would you consider yourself a skeptic, or would you consider yourself someone who um, believes in ghosts? I believe there's something going on, but I don't exactly know what it is. But I think that most of the time, uh, things can be explained. Okay. 
Um, but every once in a while, you know, there's some there's things that you just you can't explain. Uh, I've had a few experiences here that I, you know, I can't explain. Um, when we first moved, when we first got this space, which will be here uh, seven years at the end of July, and uh, the very first day that we got the key to the lock, uh, it was late in the day, and we had gone, um, we got to the store and bought some cleaning supplies because the place was just a mess. It had been sitting here empty for about two and a half years. It was flooded. It yeah. Was, yeah, it was just, yeah. it was awful. Um, so uh, we want to start cleaning up. So we went to the store and we got uh, a bunch of cleaning supplies, you know, a mop and a broom and just, you know, paper towels and just a, a bunch of stuff. And uh, again, it was late in the day, so we just came back. We dropped stuff off. We put a couple bags of, of stuff on the counter. And I leaned the mop and the broom up against, up against the counter. And we left. We locked the, put the lock on the door. And, or we locked the gate and we left. Nobody else had been in here. We came back the next afternoon and we walked in and it was like somebody had just taken all of the, all the stuff out of the bag and just thrown it across the room. The mop and the broom were laying, you know, over on the floor by the, where the tables are now, the big tables. And yeah, it was just like somebody just like didn't want that stuff there and just picked it up and just threw it across the room. Almost like it, it was, didn't want us here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that was that was weird, and that That's was weird. like that was a very you know first first that. day yeah. that we yeah. were in here. Yeah, um, one time I was closing up after the tours were done, and this has probably been after we were here a couple of years maybe, um, and I had walked around the corner to turn off the light switch, and when I walked back, uh, the area where the pews are, there's the pews, and then there's the brick like arches, right between one of the parts of the brick wall and, and one of the pews. I was walking, so it was really fast, but out of the corner of my eye, I saw a dark shadow, like a dark shadowy figure. Was it moving or was it No, it was just there? standing there, and I could tell it was male because I could actually see the light between the legs. It wasn't like a, a, a woman's figure, you know, wearing a dress. I could actually see the legs. But I, again, it was really fast, and I was walking, and I just saw it out of the corner of my eye, so I stopped, and I went back, and I walked back around the corner like three times to see if I could see it again and I didn't see it again. Mm. Um, there was one time uh, one of our employees, Amy, was here working, and uh, she, um, I think she had said that she was gonna go to the restroom or something, and um, I had, I don't know, I'm, I'm trying to remember exactly what happened, but I, I remember I was standing behind the counter, and I just happened to look down the hallway towards the restroom, and there's the second restroom that you walk down the hallway and then you go to the right. And as I looked down the hallway, I swore I saw like a shoulder, like a woman's shoulder with like a black, like... Sleeve. Not really a sleeve, but I think she was wearing something that day that was just kind of like sleeveless, you know? Okay. And um, I swore I saw a shoulder, you know, somebody walking and I thought it was Amy going into the woman's restroom. And 20 minutes later, she hadn't come out, and I didn't know where she was. I'm like, what's going on? Where's Amy? And, and I just happened to walk over by where the couches are. She's like sitting over there on the couches. And she said she didn't go to the restroom. She had been sitting there the whole time. She was taking like a break. And she'd been sitting there the whole time. And I thought, no, you're, you're, you're joking with me. And she said, no. 
So but I didn't see her come back from the restroom. That was the thing. So yeah, you didn't know she yeah. fell in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like she's been in there an awfully long time. So I have a question but, about the bathroom. Mm -hmm. Because I've been in that bathroom before and felt real weird. Mm -hmm. A lot of people do. Definitely. Which one are we talking about, just to clarify? The women's restroom. Right, not well, the one straight ahead. No. The one around the corner. The one around right? the yeah. corner. Yeah. So there's two. Yeah. It's the one that's around the corner. Right. 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 Because yeah. uh, there used to be the men's was straight ahead, the women's was in the back. But uh, Washington, city, the city law is if a, yeah. a bathroom is not identified, you know, with a urinal, then they both have to be unified. Well, if it's a, if it's a not a multi-person, like yeah. if it's a one at a time restroom, you can't call it men's, and it has, just has to be like gender neutral or whatever. It's a bathroom. Whatever, yeah, yeah. whatever. Anyone's bathroom. But yeah, no, sure. that used to be the ladies' room. And a lot of people have felt and seen her, seen a woman in there. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, there have been lots of times where, you know, somebody will go into the women's bathroom and they'll see somebody standing there and they'll go, oh, I'm sorry, and back out, you know, and give them their privacy. And then they'll stand out there waiting for her to finish up and no one comes out. So like full-bodied apparition. Yeah, yeah. You really think it's a person in there. Wow. And then when you go back in there, there's nobody in there. Yeah. Huh? That happens quite a bit. In fact, uh, one of our favorite stories that we'd like to share is um, one of our uh, other team members was here during one of our meetings. And she had brought her daughter with her. And her daughter was, you know, having a little bit of a fit. Uh, she was really young, crying, you know, pouting. And... Um, she takes her into the bathroom. Well, she has to go to the bathroom herself, so she goes into the stall. And at that time, there was a door on the stall. Mark has removed the door. Um, but she had the door shut. She was sitting in there doing her business. Her daughter's outside, you know, in the stall door, you know, just crying. And her daughter stops for just a second to catch her breath. And, you know, she's getting ready to cry some more. But right when she stops, there's actually, they both hear a woman say, Oh, don't cry. Oh, that's not creepy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, of course, you know, they both hear it. Um, she swings open the stall door, even though she's still sitting on the pot. Mm. <laughs> and, you know, like, who the hell was that? Nobody in there. Yeah. And then you guys said that you heard a woman recently. Yeah, just a couple weeks ago. Oh, it was ago. like two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, we were closing out. Yeah. And uh, we, we were standing over by the stairwell. Yeah. And I, I was talking. And all of a sudden, I heard it sounded like a woman's voice. I couldn't understand what she was saying, but it was really... Kim can recreate it better than I can. Um, but I was talking, and I heard it, and I stopped. And I just turned and looked in a, over there uh, in that direction, and then I looked back at Kim, and I said, Did you hear that? And she goes, Yeah, it sounded like a woman's voice. But it was just kind of something like, really quick, it was like something like... It was it was almost musical. It was yeah, just like, yeah, kind of something thing. like that. Like, yeah, but we both okay. heard it. Yeah. So I thought, I'm thinking, is there somebody from the tour yeah. that is still that you know who snuck back there, who wandered back there, and is still back there? So right. we went back. Okay. We went back over there when we you know the old oh, kitchen right area here. here yeah. You know, right where like where we are now, mm -hmm. and um, and I I said I said is anyone there? Nobody answered. And I'm like okay. We're closing up, so you're going to be locked in. And I turned the lights out, and but there was nobody there. But we both heard it. Yeah. But to me, it kind of sounded like... I don't know if Ross told you the story about the the woman, uh, the, the, the uh, security company, 
We did not talk about that. Okay. But feel free to talk okay. about it. Okay. Mm. And I think this also ties into the woman that's been seen in the mm. in the restroom. I think it may be the same woman because there are stories from when the restaurant was here that a woman was also seen walking th around the restaurant area. So I'm thinking it might be the same woman. I don't know for sure. But anyway, uh, Ross ran into Luigi and his wife after we had been we had been here a while. Yeah. He ran over ran into them over at Merchant's Cafe. And she told him a story of, you know, late one night, it was like, I don't know, three, four o'clock in the morning, something like that. The security company called and she answered the phone and the, and the guy's like, I don't know, you know, really what I'm reporting or whether I should even be reporting this to you, but um, the door alarm hasn't been tripped. The motion sensors haven't gone off, but they had like audio surveillance so they could hear what was going on. And he said, we just, we, we keep hearing this woman and she just keeps saying over and over and over again, are you there? Are you there? Are you there? Until finally it just kind of faded away. So when Kim and I heard that, that was the first thing that I thought of because it kind of sounded like it could have been like, like that. It was like, it was such a, yeah. a, a quick little thing, but it sounded like, you know, kind of like it could be really quickly, you know, like. Can you there? say, are you there in that, how you the heard it? The kind of lilt of it, it's like, are you there? There was this like, mm. It was, yeah. But, it had a but we couldn't, it, but we, we couldn't understand, we couldn't understand what yeah. she was saying. But, but, I was just curious from if the it could have been if it had, yeah. Well, from the sound of it, that was what it sounded like it could have been to me. Because the lilt sounded like a It question. was the first thing that I thought of. Yeah. Um, but the, the weird thing was that um, even though the restaurant hadn't been here for, you know, six or seven years. Uh -huh. um, he also had another restaurant that used to be upstairs and the alarm box was still in the office behind my desk on the wall. So there were a couple of occasions when the it was the same security company and they had to come down and you know do something with the alarm box or whatever, but there was one guy that came down twice and twice he told me that he knew about that audio you know of the woman and he'd actually heard it he said they don't they don't they don't have it anymore but we were it's cool if they I did wanted it. Yeah. but this yeah. is somebody that would have been so cool. but this is somebody that actually verified the story and, and said that he actually heard it hmm. which i thought was cool and yeah. i met this guy uh -huh. on two different occasions yeah so well i mean it's very rare too that you get i call it like civilians just yeah. like people in mm -hmm. the world that are not involved in the spooky things that we're into mm -hmm. like admitting that they hear something mm -hmm. and if you get someone that works for like a security company <coughs> yeah the first thing they're going to try to do is say well was there an alarm tripped was there a person that right. broke in like because that's part of their job right is finding the right. why did this happen right and not a ghost did it right that's not the first no. option generally maybe um, for us but for right for us like <laughs> out there it's a sake yeah. Footsteps. No, we're, it's a walk-in refrigerator. <laughs> we're all like, where were the footsteps? Um, but I think that that's, that's almost makes it even more valuable to have mm -hmm. someone of that nature mm -hmm. say that, no, I, I can't prove that. That's, that's mm -hmm. legit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, there, there is one story that we don't get to tell. Mm. And I haven't really had the opportunity to figure out how to put it in. And it's actually a really cool story. This actually goes back to when this was the theater. Oh. This came from one of the, the people that used to be in the theater here. Mm -hmm. And she said that they were here late one night 
Um, they were working on the sets, and um, they were getting, they were packing up, getting ready to leave. Oh, I totally forgot about this story. Yeah, and uh, they went, they had, you know got everything you know shut down, were getting ready to leave, and they got to the door and they saw a man standing at the top of the door, mm. and they freaked out. Right. They all ran into the office, shut the door, and locked the door behind them. Because they thought they were getting robbed. Yeah. You know, this is 70s, you know, Pioneer yeah. Square. <laughs> you know, late at night. You yeah. know, probably, you know, 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning again, you know. And so, this is before cell phones. Mm -hmm. The phone itself was out on the desk. Uh -oh. So, they didn't have access to the phone. Yeah, that's scary. So, they couldn't call the police. So, they just sat in the office with the door locked, waiting you know, listening at the door, you know, for this guy moving around or anything, they couldn't hear anything. They probably sat in the office, they said probably a good, you know, 20 minutes yeah. before they got the courage to open the door to see what had happened, you know, what he had done, you know, if he'd gone through anything like that. And they opened the door slowly, and they start, you know, looking around to see if he's anywhere to be seen. And they finally decide they're gonna dart and get out the door. They ran up to the door, the door was locked. <gasps> yeah. So the whole time the door was closed and there was a man standing inside? Uh-huh. Yeah, I totally forgot about that story. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. I remember when they told uh, us that story. Huh. Yeah, we don't get to tell that one. And that's, that's, no, uh, that's, that's a good story, though. You know what? Yeah. We're, we're, we're develop I'm developing a new, Is that gonna be a new tour. Yeah. And uh, at the end of the tour, we'll talk more about some of the other the stuff here that we don't talk about on the original Pioneer Square tour. So we can have that story. That's a great story yeah, for that. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And we're actually speaking uh, on this podcast to promote the tours too. So yeah. that way for whoever's mm -hmm. listening right now can come in and actually talk to the people that experience these things mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. learn. Well, more I think about that's it. one thing that people love about our tours. You know, we've yeah. we've been voted quite a few through quite a few different outlets, media outlets, you know, being one of the top ghost tours in America. Yeah. And that's awesome, you know, okay. especially for such a young city. You know, so there are a lot of stories that we don't get to tell, and so it's kind of nice to be able to develop new tours, because we get a lot of people coming back to the tours, and they say that's one of the things they like about our tours is it always seems to be a new experience every time they take the tour. Yeah, and that's great because there's a lot of ghost well, tours yeah. where it's you just know, each it's tour a guy, script. Each yeah. tour guide has their own style, yeah. and you know, you you might take a tour, you know, one time and. You know, for time, you know, because there are time constraints. So, sure. mm -hmm. you know, if somebody's running a little long, they might leave out a story here, yeah. you know, or if they're, you know, a little early, they might add something there, sure. you know. So, it, yeah, it is a different, it is a different experience. But, you know, we've pretty much been doing the same tours for quite a while. So I thought it was time that maybe we offered something different. And we, you know, we, our Pioneer Square tour used to cover the entire area. And I don't know how we did it. I don't you know, know either. Because <laughs> there's a lot of stories that we're not, we don't have time to tell We talked really, really fast. We yeah. don't, yeah, we don't No go, questions. Well, my, well, at that time, the tour was a two hour tour, mm -hmm. but my tours usually ended up being like two and a half hours because, yeah. you know. People I, have questions. Yeah, yeah. or I, yeah. you know, I was always putting in maybe a little bit too much detail. I don't sure. know, but but we, you know, we have area uh, areas that we don't go to now, or and stories that we don't tell. So I thought it would be good to, you know, bring in something different, something new, um, so that people can get a different experience and you know tell these stories that we're not yeah that we haven't been telling in a while. So because they're good stories, they are, and know. I think too it just validates that. Like, yeah, you might not believe in 
ghosts or you might not believe in spirits or like life after death or energies, what have you. But when you have so many people having similar or same experiences constantly, just mm -hmm. in the same space. It, well, there's so many people that come on the tours. Yeah. It's like, eh, I don't believe in ghosts. Yeah. You know, sure. but something will happen during the tour. And it's like, well, yep. you know, maybe I'm rethinking this. I remember totally. one, one night in particular, this was probably three, four years ago, mm -hmm. uh, there was some a lady on one of the tours. And um, total, this is, this is crap. I don't believe in ghosts. I don't believe any of this. So she comes, they come, they, they come back at the end of the tour and they go into the underground section. And she had her hair up in a bun. Mm -hmm. And she oh, had like, for it. She, well, she had like those, you know, chopstick Although things. she's really asking for it. <laughs> yeah. it right? And uh, we're, I'm standing at the counter and I don't remember who else was standing there with me, but they're in the back in the underground and all of a sudden she comes running out of there and she goes up the stairs and she's gone. Well, apparently she was standing there. All of a sudden those chopsticks flew out of her hair and her hair came down. No and it way. just totally freaked her out. And she, she, yeah, she made a beeline, yeah. Uh -huh. So I think she left kind of believing that, you know, something's going on. <laughs> something's messing with but, her. Yeah, but there's so many, so many people that have experienced particularly stuff back in that corner oh, yeah. in that, yeah. in that underground section. And we spoke earlier about how sometimes, like, ghosts just want to be acknowledged. They just want someone to, like, believe in them. Or, well, you know what? That's you know. what I think it is anyway. Yeah. I don't think that this is my own personal opinion sure i don't think that they're really out there to try to scare people i think that they they're probably confused they don't know what's going on yeah you know and they're just trying to let somebody know that they're there and they just yeah they want to be noticed i think yeah. that's what it is totally you know i mean every once in a while maybe there's one that's trying to be you know a little mischievous or you know, <laughs> sure. a little touchy no, or whatever you know? very familiar. but i think i think that's just my opinion, but I think that's what it is. But especially they, for those people that are vocal about not believing in yeah. anything, right, right. like they almost... It's just like, asking for Yeah. It's <laughs> <I'm> like <laughs> putting a target on their head, you know? Like yeah. that's... You come into a known haunted spot and it's like, it's like throwing down. It's like being like, I don't believe. Yeah, no. Prove me wrong, spirits. Prove okay. me wrong. Cool. Yeah, they're like, oh, I love a challenge. Fresh meat. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> But that's also what's fun about, I think, the tours and the tour guides is that we have things that happen on our tours and we integrate that into the tours. Yeah. I've had things happen that now have become part of my stories because they were awesome. And that makes your tours even better as as you do them. Yeah. And it's nice to have that, that personal touch. And it, I think people enjoy, too, the idea that something could happen to them and they could become part of the tour too. Totally. Because uh, we have a couple pictures that, that have been submitted to us from people that we now show on the tour and right. and, uh, and some personal stories and it's 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 really wonderful. Yeah. Um, yeah. We got the video of the little girl playing with the doll. The doll yeah. 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 That's amazing. That. That's well, amazing. That, yeah. that, you know, that's a story too because that, the, the we, we bought that doll and, and ever since we bought that doll, Ross was saying, like there's a music box in this doll and I didn't you know I and he's like every once in a while it will start playing it's like I had never heard it it's like I didn't even think there was a music box in that doll and uh, but people had been saying that you know that they had heard it yeah play and it would play for a few seconds and then it would stop but I had never heard it and then uh, we do the the monthly ghost hunts here and uh, 
guy captured the video. This was, I guess, about four years ago now. That and we we put this one on the tour now. Um, but in this video, he's there, he's just walking around with his camera, and all of a sudden the um, the music box start to starts to play. You can hear the music box mm -hmm. start to play, and people are talking. And he and he's like, hush. And the instant he says hush, and he's talking to the people that are talking because he's trying to hear it stops playing. So th that was the first time that I had ever heard it, but I still had never heard it with my own ears. Right. So sometime later, I don't know how, you know, it had maybe been a year um, that we had been tour. showing, yeah, we had been showing this video on the tour, you know, and this was maybe a year later. Kim had just finished a tour and most everybody had left. We were standing at the counter and there were like 10 people that were still standing there talking and the the door was open to the museum and all of a sudden the music box started to play and this is the first time that I had ever actually heard it so everybody heard everybody started to rush to the door but as soon but by the time we got to the door and this is only a few seconds it, it stopped but that was the, the the first and I think probably the only time that I've ever heard it play with my own ears but it, yeah it played for I don't know there's a few five seconds, seconds yeah. ten seconds because I got maybe. in I got in time to hear it still play for a few seconds before it stopped but um, that yeah that's the only time that I think that I've ever heard it and yeah. I'm like okay <laughs> <laughs> well and, and just recently because uh, I'm somebody I somebody said they heard it playing the other day just a few days ago yeah I when well, I heard there was another day I heard it playing but I don't know for sure that somebody hadn't been messing with it because the chain was down yeah and it uh, it's it's hard when that happens because yeah, yeah now it's hard to it's hard to judge you know I'm sure that Ross talked about the chair moving yes we yeah. talked about the chair moving it's earlier. hard to know you know sometimes the chair will be moved out of the the chalk circles but uh, it's hard to know because there's so many people in here throughout the right. day yeah. you know with the with the beneath the streets tours and everything and you know people go in there and they mess with stuff so it's it's hard to know yeah. for sure without having a camera yeah, on it but at time. first or without having the room be empty for but at, well, time because sure. but at first you know because the first year that we were here they weren't here so it was just us right just and, me and mark and you know so when that chair moved i mean there was no question about you know nobody was messing with it yeah and there was a time i was taking that chalk and i was drawing circles you know in different places every day because we'd come in and the chair had moved to a different spot yeah. so i was trying to you know track its movement so i was drawing circles all over the place and drawing you know arrows as to which way it, it moved. seemed to be moving in like a this kind of like a four foot circumference kind of in a circle in like a four foot yeah. area it was really strange but there was one night um, we hadn't been in here that long and we didn't really have much in the in the museum um, it was pretty empty at the time and um, the chair was sitting there we had done a like a private tour for like a bunch of 13 year olds Jerome who's one of our tour guides he's no longer with us but uh, he was with us for seven years he left last year but um, he did this private tour for the this group of seven-year-olds or 13 year olds and uh, I think it was somebody's birthday or something. And um, he had to go, he had to leave. He finished up, basically finished up the tour, um, but he had to leave because he had to go do like another tour, pub tour or something. So I kind of took over. They wanted to go 
out into the underground section uh, with some EMF detectors or whatever. So um, Jerome left, at least I thought he left, and um, so I took him out into the underground section and we were out there for like maybe like five, only like five minutes. But when we went in, because we went in the one door and the chair was sitting where it you know, normally sits. And so we walked around the corner, came back in the other side, and I didn't notice it when I walked in, but the kids did. That chair had moved uh. all the way over to the other part of the wall, which was probably like eight feet away. Wow. And they were freaking out. So I, when I saw Jerome, I said, I told him what happened and I said, were you messing with the kids? Did you go in there and move that chair just to kind of freak them out? And he goes, no, I swear I didn't. So he, he swears to this day that he, didn't, that he did not move that chair. So. So, who knows? But it seemed, it's, it used to seem like there was a little more activity when there were kids that came through. Yeah, we talked about mm -hmm. that a little bit. Yeah. And I think, too, like, we, we also spoke to how once everything was settled and you guys had been here for a longer period of time, there's less activity. Things seemed to settle down. Yeah. I think because the place had been empty for so long. Right. You know, it had been like two and a half years since the restaurant had been here. Right. So, um, I don't know, maybe whatever entities are here, maybe when we came and started coming in and there was more activity, people, more people coming in and out, maybe they were kind of confused, you know, as to what was going on and it yeah. was kind of stirring them up a little bit because... You know they weren't used to it yeah and now they know what's going on yeah so they know what to expect yeah. and they're yeah. mellowed out yeah but i think too like something to be aware of is that you you never know what's going to happen when you're here mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. i have people ask me all the time because so i used to be not so much anymore um but when you know we first got in here and you know and i i did all the painting and you know most of the decorating and stuff you know so a lot of times i would stay after the tours were done at night i would stay by myself and work on stuff you know um and uh, so i was here alone a lot of the time again not so much anymore um but um people you know would ask me it's like Ooh, don't you don't you get scared being here by yourself i'm like no no nothing's ever happened that has scared me and things still to this things day. that i've you know i've no, not, yeah, nothing. Nothing has happened that has scared me. I, I You've experienced been startled. stuff. Well, startled, but that's yeah. that's just startled. That's not you know. I'm so scared. That Loud I... noises will happen a lot. Like the one time we had that really bad flood, and uh, I mean, water was just pouring out of the ceiling, Oof. and so I volunteered to spend the night because I had to make sure. I was, oh, you know, yeah. emptying the trash mm -hmm. bin because we were filling the trash bin with water. Mm -hmm. And so I had to come back, you know, and, and keep dumping that just so that, you know, it wouldn't flood overnight. So I stayed the night. I'm in the office. Mm -hmm. And I'm, you know, I'm trying to go to sleep. And every time I'd start to fall asleep, I'd hear this loud bang uh. in, the, in the front area. And, of course, you know, being the investigator I am, I got to go see what that was. Right. Go out here, can't find anything. Uh. And I was starting to get frustrated. And um, I remember, um, again, it happened. I started to fall asleep, you know, bang, there's this loud noise out there, wakes me up. I go and investigate. And right when I'm standing out there going, you know, okay, I know you're trying to get my attention. What are you doing? All of a sudden, the broom falls by itself and makes this loud bang right behind me. 
Uh, I screamed. I did. Uh, I admit I would it. Too. I screamed. I, like, I would totally scream too. But that's like a startle moment. Yeah, that was yeah. a startle that's moment. A startle. Yeah. They're, they're startled. Scared to me is when like I need to leave. I need to leave. Yeah. I need to not be here. Startled yeah. is that jolt because it's, come the, it's the jump scare. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 No. Startled is the jump scare where you have that reaction, but then you're okay. Scared is like is the woman racing out of the the underground because yeah. she had the chopsticks yeah. pulled out of her yeah. hair. Yeah. Like they're 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 different, yeah. and I think as investigators too, it's it's a distinction. You can be startled by something, but we live for those things to happen, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's an adrenaline rush. <coughs> yeah, I think like it's a different kind of adrenaline rush when you're scared. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you know, well, because like, it's it's that it's the it's the flight. It's the, flight. I feel like something. Yeah. I could be in danger in a legitimate way, and so I my only option is to leave. Totally. And that's not something uh, here I've ever encountered where I felt like I need to not be here anymore. Right. Well, I think the the, the creepiest part is probably in the back abandoned yeah. office. Right. You know, that's that the right one. behind us? Yeah. yeah. yeah that's one of the creepy hallway. Yeah. yeah. It well, is creepy. It's, it's, it's a little room that's like under the stairs that go, yeah. there's the staircase that goes up to the alley and it's like right under there and you know what it's that room is not even on the original floor plan interesting it's not even there so where did it come from i don't know i don't know if it's i know that the the place has changed a lot when luigi got in here because apparently from talking to people like like one of our tour guides now david he worked here when it was the theater and then we had Joanne, who did the cabaret last mm, year. Right. Yeah. She she worked here when it was a theater, and apparently it was totally different. I always thought that the brick archways were original. They're not. Apparently, oh. that was one big, wide open space, mm-hmm. except for a couple of the a couple pillars, you know. So, uh, and I I think the wall that separates that area from the kitchen area back here. I think this was all part of it. I don't think that any of this is original. So I think a lot of this was put in when Luigi. To make it a um, restaurant. Yeah. yeah. So that may have been something that he did. Interesting. I don't know. But it is, it's a it's a really creepy little room. But, um, you know, I am. I'm, I'm skeptical about stuff, you know, and, and not that much really freaks me out. But it used to be, I'd just walk over, and you have to go in the storage room right here to go over to that hallway right, right over there. And... I would just go to the hallway and I would just, I don't know how to explain it, I'd just get... Uncomfortable? Not not even uncomfortable, it would be like shivers. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I think that that's a common feeling back there. Yeah. Like, I know I've had that back there too. It's an uneasy feeling. It almost feels like, it feels like you're getting the chills. Yeah. But it's not cold. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I don't know for sure if it's because I was feeling that there was something back there or whether it was just that, that the hallway and that little room, they were it was disgusting. Yeah. It looked like, you know, you'd go back in there and, and there was like blankets and stuff in the corner like somebody had been like squatting back there mm. you know when the place was empty yeah. and it was just nasty and disgusting and so i don't know maybe that was part of it sure you know but again well, i don't know for sure yeah. the funny just thing is this really weird feeling the funny thing is is when we first moved in here uh i had put a call out to all you know the ghost hunting groups and seeing if everybody can come together and help us because this was a huge thing to 
to um, to kind of tackle for just me and Mark. I mean, this place was really a mess. And so I had put out word, you know, saying, hey guys, you know, if you help us, you know, clean this place up, you know, we'll let you investigate because we knew that the place was haunted. That's why yeah. we wanted the space. Right. Well, to my surprise, a lot of these investigators, you know, psychic sensitives did not like that room. Yeah. Everybody refused to go back in that space. They didn't like it. So that was like the first thing that came up, you know, there was also talk about there was a gentleman back there that just didn't like anybody in his space and he would let you know. Yeah. Well, then things started getting thrown around in there. We'd have investigations where people were getting hit with things. <coughs> uh, it started with corks. People yeah. were getting hit with corks because there were corks all over this place, you know, when we were cleaning from up. From the wine bottles right. yeah. from the restaurant. So, yeah, people were, you know, getting, you know, pegged in the head with corks and stuff, but then all of a sudden ra rocks just started showing up and, and started getting thrown all over. You know, me and June would be back here because this space used to be the ghost office. So we had all of our audio equipment. So we'd be back here listening, you know, to recordings, listening for EVPs. And then all of a sudden we'd hear like these loud pang, you know, dings and all kinds of noises back there. And of course we'd hear these rocks being thrown in that back room. And it's funny because when we first moved in, that back room was clean, you know, it had been swept up. It was, you know, we got it all cleaned up nice. But throughout the years that we were here, all of a sudden that floor just started filling up with rocks huh. that just came out of nowhere. I was going to say, where'd they come from? That, that's the thing. It what? was just all of a sudden the, the floor was just covered with rocks. I don't remember the last, I actually think I went back there a few weeks ago for some reason. I don't remember why, but I don't go back there. Mm -hmm. Well, it's interesting. I, I actually did an, an investigation back there with June and with Jake, with Jacob, um, a while back. I want to say it was probably like six months ago or so. And we had um, an EVP, or not an EVP, we had an audio recorder for EVPs. We had um, an EMF detector, just old school light up, little $25 one from Amazon. Um, and June had brought a candle, just wanted to have a candle in the room. And we also had uh, an EMF that had uh, temperature on it that I think Jacob had brought. And the temperature dropped drastically in that room. There was no power on or anything in the area where we were. Um, and the EMF kept going off. Uh, we also played music in that room of time period music. And also, uh, I know there were some different languages spoken during, you know, different times. So Jacob had looked up how to say certain phrases in different languages. Right. And when he spoke different languages, the EMF kept going off um, all the way up to red consistently, oh. yeah. which was really interesting. And then we also had um, a, a ball back there, I think, that we were throwing around or talking about a ball. I can't remember. I have a horrible memory. <laughs> but um, there, there was definitely um, insinuation of a child and questions that were asked that were answered yes to insinuating a boy. So I don't know if that's anything that's actual or relevant or true, but we definitely had interactions. We definitely saw like a significant temperature drop, like a 10 degree temperature drop. Oh, wow. um, and it was constant for like an hour and a half of time. Um, and actually that, that same investigation, we actually came out into the sitting room area and 
um, Jacob had put up a camera that was a, it was a black and white, like night vision type camera, but also had a white light on it. Um, and we were sitting down, I was sitting next to June and, um, Jake was sitting on the other, other side and we had someone else with us. I forgot who it was, but same equipment on the table. And as we were asking questions, all of us on the peripheral on my left side saw something go in front of the light that was next to the camera. And we all saw it and stopped and looked at the camera. And we actually have camera or video evidence of this um, that we I, I can link to. Mm -hmm. um, but you yeah. can also see it. I believe it's on the ghost website. Yeah, I think so. No, he, um, he did a great job. And yeah. And it was interesting watching that video. Yeah. But I do have to say, too, another interesting thing is, you know, Mark was talking about that room and yeah. thinking that, you know, it looked like somebody had actually was sleeping back there. And we were told by a few of the locals that there was a homeless man that had broken into the building and, and made that makeshift home. And they also told me that he had died back there. Oh. But I'll be honest, you know, I, I researched it. I tried to find, you know, if there was any record of any homeless man being found back there. And I couldn't find anything on that. But I also found out, too, that Seattle didn't keep very good records when it comes say. to the homeless dying, mm -hmm. you know, throughout this area. Yeah. You know, There's usually... probably so much of it. Right. So that's another story that we were told is that that was happening, you know, while this place was abandoned. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Well, there was something in the, um, right on the other side of the room here, there's the, the big metal doors right there, the double doors. Um, those are locked. We used to be able to get back there, but they locked them and uh, we can't get in there. There's an old generator that's been sitting in there for, that the city has stored in there and it's been back there for 50 years or more. Wow. Um, but there was one night, I remember walking back here and I could see the light was on under the door. That's weird. And I swore I heard someone in there. That's crazy. There is a like a like a metal ladder attached to the wall that goes up to a the ceiling in there, um, but there's no way to get in there. So the only access that you, you have it would that have to be coming doors. in from the alley because the alley's yeah. right on the other side of the wall. But no, yeah, <coughs> nobody can get in there. But there, there's no way for anybody to get in there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I swore that I heard somebody in there, and I got nervous because it's like, is somebody somehow getting in? Right. So I started blocking the doors because I didn't. Because uh, if you're in the on, the, they're locked from this side. But I'm sure if you're if you're in there, you can open them from that side of the room. Sure. They're locked. You know from that side so you don't want but i was scared in. that right. somebody was getting in back there and was going to get out here you know when we're not here and you know steal stuff or break stuff or sure. you it's know whatever so, so i was like putting stuff in front of the doors because i swore i heard somebody in there mm. and that, that that i could i could see that there was a light because you can see underneath I, I could see that there was a the light was on and has that only happened one time yeah interesting yeah. but it just made me really nervous yeah, That's, I mean that would make me really nervous yeah. too. But then I went, you know, I went up to the alley and I looked, and it's like nothing. Because that ladder, I figured there was some sort of a, a trap door, yeah. a latch, or something. But I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't see any way that anybody could get in there or whatever it was there. You know, it's it's locked solid, so sure. that nobody could open it or whatever it was. But yeah, that kind that That's that kind of freaked me out. Yeah. But that just yeah. scared me because I didn't necessarily think that it was some, you know. 
paranormal or anything. I just sure. thought some you thought that was a person getting in, getting in there. there. Yeah, yeah. It's the living you but, have to but be then afraid who of. Knows? That's true. You know, <laughs> if nobody can get in there, <laughs> yep. But I'm feeling like I'm hearing somebody back there. Yeah. You know, that's definitely yeah. shady. Yeah. Well, I think we need to wrap up this sesh. I think we kind of got excited and went a little longer than normal. <laughs> you um, have enough for two episodes. I think might we're, be a this two-parter. is going to be a two-parter of Pioneer Square, mm-hmm. more focused on Spooked in Seattle. <laughs> so we just want to, together, Kim and I, mm-hmm. thank Ross Allison. Thank you so much, Mark, for sure. joining us sure. um, and for giving us this awesome information about Spooked. I didn't know about a lot of this. This is a learning experience. Well, there's, for more. Me. there's more. And we can definitely actually have another episode <laughs> on another time yeah. where we can discuss um, more details yeah. of experiences. Thank you to Ross and Mark for hosting our recording at Spooked in Seattle. Uh, Sidebar, let us know if you have or hear any EVPs, that is electronic voice phenomena. Thank you to uh, Terrence Bonzi, boyfriend, for being our producer extraordinaire and for our music. For more information on our group, A Ghost, you can visit aghost.org. For more information on Spooked in Seattle or tours or all the awesome things that we have coming up, you can visit spookedinseattle.com. Also, don't forget about us. Follow us on Instagram at A Ghost Stories and say hi. We are also on Facebook as A Ghost Stories Podcast. Please give us a like and see what we have going on. If you have any paranormal stories of your own that you're like, oh my God, I can't hold this in anymore. I need to share with the world. Please um, type them out. Send them to us. We can probably read them on a future episode. Um, Email us at aghoststoriespodcast at gmail.com. Please subscribe and or follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. We are easily accessible on Spotify as well as on Transistor at a ghost stories podcast.transistor.fm. Thank you for listening and uh, stay, stay spooky, spooky, Seattle. Seattle.